From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. I appreciate you being here. You can find the podcast in the WDBO app. You can also find it in Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And check me out on the radio each and every morning with Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. Stream us in the WDBO app. Well, last Friday night, as I'm taping this on a Monday morning, last Friday night, the footage of the Memphis police officers beating Tyree Nichols was released. Three weeks after Nichols was arrested after a traffic stop and subsequently died from his injuries. And the videos are, from what we can see, just brutal. I mean, they're absolutely brutal. They're unnecessary. They're disturbing. They're violent. And as I watched the videos, I thought, this looks more like a gang thug takedown than a police takedown. Look, I think we all know that law enforcement is certainly under a lot of scrutiny right now. I am a big law enforcement supporter. But how can anybody, how can anybody in their right mind support what we saw on these videos? Look, law enforcement officials have been vilified, raked over the coals over the last number of years, since George Floyd especially, when in fact 99% of these people are good. I mean, they go to work every day and represent. But this was brutal. This is the 1%. This was absolutely disgusting. There's no other way to describe it. The five cops who were in question here have been fired, charged with second-degree murder, among other charges. Now, there are three videos from the body-worn cameras that were shared on Friday night. A fourth video, which is soundless surveillance footage from a city poll camera, was also released, and it amounted to about 67 minutes total. Now, at times, it's kind of tough to figure out what's going on. The video is kind of grainy a little bit. It's difficult to to know what's going on at times, but there is an 11-minute clip that is a body camera video that shows Tyree Nichols' initial altercation with police during their traffic stop. And as he's pulled out of his car and wrestled to the ground, Nichols can be heard saying, I didn't do anything. I'm just trying to go home. Also, we hear during that initial altercation from one of the officers, I'm going to beat your bleep. I'm going to tase your bleep. Nichols later responds, you guys are really doing a lot right now. Then he manages to break free from the officers as they appear to try to deploy a stun gun on him. He runs away. Now, I heard you guys on the WDBO open mic on Monday morning about Tyree Nichols running away. Theoretically, should he have stayed right where he was? Yes, no doubt. And today he would probably be alive to sue the pants off of these five cops. All right. But the guy obviously was petrified and simply ran. I'm not making an excuse for what Tyree Nichols did, but you could see that the guy was absolutely fearful of what was going on around him. Now, minutes later, these officers and others caught up with Tyree Nichols about a reported 100 yards away from his mother's house. And during this altercation, you could hear several times Tyree Nichols calling for his mom. 
And when they catch up to him, Nichols falls to his knees. Several officers kneel and lean over him while another appears to stand a few feet away watching. Additional officers run into the frame. At least one officer kicks Tyree Nichols while he's on the ground. About three minutes from the first kick, they then begin to step away from him. They eventually drag him into the street. They lean him up against a car as he appears to have his hands tied behind his back. Nichols then remained slumped next to the car for roughly 20 minutes. It took 20 minutes before officers first attempt to render him aid. Several minutes later, EMTs appear to lean over Nichols before an ambulance arrives. So look, any way you look at these videos, they're brutal. They're brutal. I have a number of questions. The first one is, what led to Tyree Nichols being pulled over as he was? Not that Nichols deserved what he got by any means. Nobody deserves that, but why do these cops pull him over initially. Now, police said originally that he was pulled over for reckless driving, though the police chief in Memphis said over the weekend that she has been unable to substantiate that. Now, we don't know as of yet the role of each of these cops in this situation, but from what I have seen on these videos, it's just inexcusable. Absolutely inexcusable. Should Tyree Nichols have run? No, no. But it's obvious the kid, as I said, was petrified the way he was being treated. It looked like he was headed for his mother's house before getting there. So again, this was Police Brutality 101 on these videos released on Friday night by the city of Memphis. I wanted to get a local expert's take on what was seen in these videos. Therefore, we called Orange County Sheriff John Mina about the videos, the protests all over the country, what the critics are saying about police reform and the possible fallout from these videos. Here's that conversation with Sheriff John Mina now. I wanted to get your expertise. I'm sure you've seen the videos now. You tell me, when you first saw these videos on Friday, what was your reaction, Sheriff? First, I just want to offer condolences again to Tyree Nichols' family. That's awful. So uh, much like uh, the rest of the country, much like uh, the rest of the law enforcement profession, I was you know, outraged and disgusted. Um, I think uh, those uh, former officers have no business being in the profession. And, and you know, like many have said and, and I've said, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't law enforcement what we witnessed there. That w- those were criminal acts. And I'm glad the Memphis police took very quick action to fire and and then arrest them. Now, one of the things we do not know at this point, Sheriff, is what led these officers to initially pull Tyree Nichols over. There have been various reports of driving recklessly, but that was refuted by the Memphis police chief. So that certainly is a question that has to be answered. And yet there there's still no really is no excuse for the brutality that we saw in those videos as well. Scott, it really doesn't matter what the uh, original reason for the stop was. I mean, you know, there obviously there wasn't any type of uh, violence or violent crime or any talk of, of him being armed. So um, it sounds like it was maybe a minor traffic violation, um, but I'm sure that'll all come out in the investigation. But regardless of what the reasonable suspicion was or, or the probable cause was to initially stop him, even, even if that was there, mm-hmm. um, their actions um, are, are inexcusable based on uh, the video that I saw. Tyree Nichols did run. The officers caught up with him about 100 yards away from his mother's house, but he did run uh, after the initial brutality, and then there was more brutality after that. What's your take on, on Tyree Nichols running there from the uh, the police officers? Yeah, certainly, uh, we tell young folks and people all the time that, you know, um, if, you, if you follow the instructions of law enforcement, um, you know, 
things will be okay. Okay. And then, you know, the time to, to run and time to fight is not there on the side of the road. If you, if you have an issue with law enforcement, there are mechanisms in place and including internal affairs and, uh, you know, certainly uh, civil litigation. Um, but, you know, it's, it's best to listen to the instructions uh, of the officers or deputies uh, when, when confronted. Sheriff, after they caught up with him again, they started beating him again, obviously, and, and the man was in obvious pain and discomfort. It looked like he had his hands behind his back, slumped over. It took approximately 20-plus minutes for the EMTs to arrive. That, to me, is another inexcusable part of this video, but how unusual is that for the EMTs to just take 20 minutes to get there? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not quite as bad as the beating, but um, it you know, it, it probably led to his death. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't understand the length of time it took out there. I didn't understand the the delay and actually getting him kind of first aid. And you know, maybe that could have saved his life. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, certainly, what we what we witnessed there, what the whole country saw, was that's not what happens every day in law enforcement. That's why. Many of us in the profession are shocked. And and how, how do events like this, Sheriff, how do viral events like this, most everybody in the nation have, have seen these videos, how do they affect the way you and your deputies have to do their jobs each and every day? Yeah, so when we see these videos, I always think to myself, man, you know, we're doing so good in the community. It's like we take one step forward and then, and then a video like that's two steps back. So we, like here at the Sheriff's Office, we go above and beyond to, you know, continue to build trust within our community from a variety of different events to, you know, and, and just interacting with our kids and with our residents and doing food drives and all kinds of things. But I think most of all, just showing people that we, you know, we're a professional agency. Um, certainly we are going to make mistakes. And when we do make those mistakes, we're going to hold people accountable. I know that there are critics and protesters calling for police reform yet again. Sheriff, the critics say that training for law enforcement needs to change, that there is too much emphasis on weapons and tactics and not enough pay to communication and critical thinking, so forth and so on. And they also say that the culture inside many police departments is a problem. Would you agree with that? No, I wouldn't. And, and just going back to I think people have to remember uh, how dangerous a job this is. So while we were all sleeping last night, you know, deputies and officers were patrolling our neighborhoods at risk of their own lives. And in many cases throughout the country, I think more officers have been shot at this year um, than several years past. So it, let's not lose sight of the fact that it's it's a very dangerous profession. Everyone is armed. Everyone has a gun. Um, but I, I think there may be certain cultures within certain units, within certain departments. Like, clearly, if you look at um, the way those officers in Memphis were acting, there was an issue with that unit mm-hmm. and maybe even the agency. But I feel good about uh, our agencies, all of our local uh, agencies here in Central Florida. And, you know, I'm, I'm confident if if that type of behavior was going on, you know, we would have seen bits and pieces of that rear its ugly head. And um, we do a really good job of, you know, randomly reviewing body-worn camera um, and other video to make sure that our, our deputies are acting professional at all times. And, and many of the, the complaints that, that we 
um, have are generated internally by a supervisor saying, you know what, I saw that. Um, it wasn't awful, but you're still not within our guidelines and our policies. So, you know, you have to be disciplined for that. And much appreciation to Orange County Sheriff John Mina. That's going to wrap it up for the Inez Says Podcast. Appreciate you being here. Join me on the radio each and every morning with Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.